You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Tanya Pingens, and you're listening to You Can't Say That, my podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network. I am so excited for my guest today. She was voted one of 25 women who are shaping the world by Essence Magazine. She received the Trailblazer Award from Real Sisters Film Festival and a proclamation from the city of New York for her work. And she serves as a director of communications at Harlem Communications for Community Improvement. She lives and works in Harlem with her husband and partner, Gregory, and their son. And she is the founder and she runs Image Nation, which is a nonprofit whose mission is to help progressive filmmakers build a livelihood off their craft, make sure their audience is there to meet and support their work, and to help black audiences deconstruct what they've seen and integrate it in their lives. Welcome my guest today, Moikansi Gama. Did Thank I pronounce you. that right? You almost. Moikansi okay. Kama. Moikansi Kama. Yes. Okay, so the good, I don't have to put that sound in there. No, not only. Kansi Gama. Kama. In English, a G is silent. Gotcha. And in Tetsuana, it's a K. Moikansi Kama. Yeah. Moikansi Kama. Yes, I tried it. Kama, but you know we're gonna leave it at Kansi. Kama, so it's tonal too, so it's gotta have some. Moikansi Kama. Yeah, I might be doing that wrong. <laughs> and, and I have to my say, my father this. would be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I have to say, you are a genuine African American because I don't think of myself as an African American. I'm black because your father is South African and your mother's American. Yes, you're an yes, African American yes, yes. for yes. real. Yes, yes, yes. But he's black too. You know, right, black, but, black is global. Black is global. <laughs> but you know, I just like I went to to Senegal and the Gambia looking for myself, and people over there who had this melanation were like half white. So I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not really African. You know, I'm, well. No, I mean, my father's about your color. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little lighter. Yeah, but so, South Africa, we know what was going on there. But also, like the Khoisan, those people are just lighter people. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, there's different complexions throughout the continent. Right. And definitely. As, as I have learned that the, the greatest genetic diversity on the planet is between two Yoruba people, that they have the greatest genetic diversity and that they could create all the different kinds of people that exist on the world. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. As I know a sister who is, uh, I think she's Yoruba and she's got light skin and freckles Mm -hmm. and the red hair, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you've got people in the same um, area who are very dark. So Mm -hmm. yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So 
So, you know, let's talk. I heard that you love Black Panther, so you know I want to talk Black Panther. What is so old now? But you know what? <laughs> I haven't watched okay, it in we, a while. We could do Black Panther. We could also do Watchmen because to me, they both have the same problems. Ooh. Now, Ooh. let me just say this. I really liked Watchmen. I want to, I am so proud of the Black people and the wonderful work they've done. So I am not in any way criticizing the beautiful work, the beautiful artistry, the talent of the people. Mm-hmm. My beef with both of those pieces was what I feel is the dominant culture has finally decided that capitalism needs more money. And before, they were not interested in making money off of elevating our images of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And now that capitalism is running out of places to make money, they're like, well, I guess we're going to have to make money off of giving them some good images, too. But they are subtly (laughs) uh, sneaking in propaganda, a lot of propaganda, Mm -hmm. as they do it. And so that is my beef with them. Yes, there are So what, Killmonger was your problem with Black Panther? Oh, I loved Killmonger. Killmonger was the hero. But but right, him being positioned (laughs) as the anti-hero. Was that your problem? Oh, no, I had so many more problems. Oh, oh, okay. So many more problems. I had problems with the fact that kids are not getting history anymore. And you place uh, Black Panther in Oakland, where the Black Panthers were. um, And then you have them uh, saving a CIA person. Like, have we forgotten COINTELPRO? And we have a CIA operative killing. I agree. Okay. I agree. I don't have a problem with that CIA. I, I was just like, what? Really? Are you spending effort on this joker? I mean, right, exactly. So <laughs> yeah, that's I don't those have a problem with that. But I feel like young kids don't understand that this is propaganda. That's like reframing the CIA relation, relationship to the Black Panther. Absolutely. And they are not getting Absolutely. that because they don't know that. So that's what I'm talking about, this subtle propaganda. And I went to see it in the movie theater three times. And I cried every time I saw Black people killing Black people about giving some more Black people the power to rise up. Right. Right. But, you know, I guess there's just a couple of ways to look at it, though. I mean, on the CIA tip, I completely agree with you. Right. And in terms of that reframing, I agree, too. But, you know, to me, this is a corporate entity. It was made by Marvel. And that part doesn't surprise me. I feel like when a film like that is made, it's kind of up to us to use it as a point of departure and have real conversations because we shouldn't be getting our history from movies anyway. Yes. But, <laughs> okay. you know, we are. <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, you can't. It's up to us as a community to say, wow, that was a great film. So now that you're interested, let's have another conversation about it. And I, we are right I, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so and so to me, that's how I take all films, right? Because okay. I had issues with Harriet, even though I loved it, right? So um, what were your issues with Harriet? Because I did love it too. Uh, I mean, you could have five mem- films about Harriet's life. Her life yeah, was just you, so you, you fast. can. But honestly, I... You know, I don't want to offend the Christian folk, but this framing of her as just being led by the spiritual um, visions to me was ridiculous. Well, you know, Ta-Nehisi also has that in his book, um, Mm -hmm. The Water Dancer, as well. That's sort of this vision thing. But his book's fiction, right? Yes. Yeah, but you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's not that's not Harriet Tubman's story, though. Okay. And then, and then, and in terms of her like relationship to agriculture, what she knew about the land, how she was able to make it was because she had some intrinsic knowledge, mm. not simply because she woke up and had a vision. Mm. And I'm like, if she didn't have knowledge, if she didn't have some skills she developed along the way, she wouldn't have almost be- become the general she was. She wouldn't have participated in in the wards the way she did. So I just kind of felt like they minimized her mm. by making it just she woke up and God told her to go. 
You know, I thought there was a lot more to her and to... They made her a magical negress. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you had to do that. And then and from my, my, you know, I'm not a historian, you know, I forget a lot of stuff. But from what I recall, her father had taught her so much about agriculture and so much about the land that she was able to use that in her journey. And they didn't give him that credit either. Mm. So those are my little issues with that movie. But mm-hmm. other than that, you know, I was happy... To see, you know, her story told on screen. I was happy to see another generation be exposed to it because every generation seems to be starting from scratch. Yes. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I forgot what, what we were saying about Black Panther. You got me on Harriet. Well, because there's all of them. And then there's Watchmen. Like Watchmen, I got through about 20 minutes of the pilot and I was done. I was like, first of all, I'm looking at the first on the screen. I see black people who are beautifully dressed just being slaughtered by white people and there's no context. And it just looks like this is normal. Like white people just killing black people and one little black person running and hiding. So I'm like, I'm upset with that. And then when I get to the black woman got white children, I was done. Done, done, done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not get any further. And then I happened to be sharing this with someone who had been a writer in the room, mm-hmm. who said that the, their experience as a writer in the room is that there were all these writers of color and there were two white people and that the white people just had the say. That really? no matter how many times they argued for the fact that black people know other black people. Black people have friends. That the white people be like, I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense. And that they, you know... They fought with them about that. But and they, they were able to dominate even though they were the minority. In the that room. they dominated on the routine. And this particular writer, uh, whose name I shall not ever speak, uh, you know, got themselves out of that room because they said they are done with white people's intentions. They want their will because they said that that was just. Now, I thought that was cr- the creator was a black writer. No, it's no. The original writer of the uh, graphic novel is some white genius guy, Alan. I can't think of his last name. Um, and the original piece is about a white supremacist. So it was a white showrunner who decided he wanted to set it in a black uh, world and 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 highlight the o- Oklahoma uh, massacre. And I am so happy that Oklahoma is you know going to put that in their schools now. And mm-hmm. if they want to give credit to this TV series for that, that's fine. But still, there was just too much propaganda in that one for me. I didn't get I beyond the pilot. I, I, I really liked that series. I, I watched the whole the pilot, thing. Though. I think I was just really just um, enamored with how creative it was, with the fact that they were telling that story in such a creative way. Uh, to me, it was an opportunity. But that's that's my that's my right, approach right, 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 to right. most things. And like for me, I was know? like Oklahoma. We didn't have no superheroes coming to save us in Oklahoma. So don't be reframing my history with some superhero story. <laughs> Well, yeah, there was no superheroes there either. S- saving them, I mean, they all died. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, to me, it was a really interesting way to get the history out there because these Agreed. are stories that I feel like only people of color know. And I'm like, how can you live in the United States and have never heard these stories? But most white people don't know right. that that you know that these things happen. That whole towns were decimated simply because they were black and thriving. Yes. So to me, I was I was all for it. You know, there were some departures that were a little wonky. I was like, what's happening here? Okay. And then I was like, all right, but grandpa's. A gay superhero too. All right, cool. cool. But, you know, but it was like a lot of really, you know, it was really was all kind of out there. But I like stuff that's out there. I like that it pushed the envelope. And you know, to me, maybe that gives space for someone to come along and do their version of it. You I'm know? with you on that. I support that. I support that. And I and I think it's important that we get to have a vigorous conversation about it because I think that that 
pushes the next level of creativity, that we don't have to go, oh, it's black, so I got to support it 100%. Yeah, I support it. I want us to make way more stuff. Right. But I also right. want to be able to say where there's room for us to show some other things. Right. And we didn't really make that. Some white people made that. I, yeah, see, well, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. But I loved it. I love the the approach, and I love that they they bothered to do it. Hey, you know, I don't know why the black writers weren't listened to though. That's a little um, disconcerting. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is like why have us there, and why have us there in mass as well, as the majority in the room if you're not going to listen? I think they have us there to co-sign on their stupidity, right? <laughs> like there was black people in the room. I mean, black right. people were there, and it's like okay, so black people are okay with the white woman, the black woman having no having white children and no black friends. That's what they get to say. Right. There were 12 of them in the room. Right. You right, know, so right. they get to say that even though they didn't have a say. Well, yeah. And then she wasn't even raised in the U.S. So she was kind of like just divorced from her community yeah. in general. Yeah, it's true. But that always happens. They seem to always just stick us there like we just pop up out of the ground. <laughs> like, where's our community? Yeah, that, that seems right. to be a consistent thing when we're not telling right. our stories. That's why it's important for us to tell our own stories. And isn't it exciting that we got so many of us telling our stories yeah. right now? Yeah, it I is. I mean, like Ava DuVernay is giving a lot of women opportunities. Mm-hmm. Issa Rae is giving a lot of women opportunities. Absolutely. And Lena is just ushering a whole yes. bunch of filmmakers through. Yes, yes. I'm really excited. I haven't seen Rada's film yet. Um, Nor have I. But, um, you know, Rada was part of Image Nation for many years. So oh. to see her just rising like that is really, really exciting. You know, I can't wait to, to see the film. So, yeah. Will it be screening at Image Nation? I don't know. You know, she had come to our first Apollo event mm-hmm. um, because she wanted to she wanted to consider showing it there. But she said that with her Netflix deal, she can only do like one or two screenings in New York. So Got it. I don't think I'm going to get one of those screenings. Well, let's be pushing for you to get that screening at the Apollo. Well, we already pushed for it. And, and, and that's not going to happen. But what I've talked to her about is doing like a clips and conversation. Clips and conversation? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. So we'll see. You know, I mean, <clears throat> well, you know, it gets very political. Once a film is made, you know, there's like the distributors that, that have first say. Then it's like, what festival are you going to? Which one can you not apply to? Are you premiering? Is it a second screening? It's just, it gets so political that um, an entity like me is like, hey. <laughs> you know? Well, my film, Red Pill. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was having that conversation with the producer today about the festivals and this. And I'm like, no, no, no. I made this movie for black people mm-hmm. and that's where I want to take it. And they're like, but the distributors might not I was like, no, no, no. I made this for black people and I want to take it to my people in my community so they can be talking about it and the buzz can start there. And white can be like, what is this thing we don't know anything about? Mm-hmm. That is my intention of how I want to bring my film out there. Good, good. And then we have festivals too. There are black festivals. There are black festivals. And, you know, maybe I will be in some of them, but my film is so much about uh, politics right now Mm -hmm. and so much of getting out before the Democratic National Convention that Mm -hmm. I might not make some of the deadlines for some of the festivals. Is it done? It is in post-production. We are editing it. But it is... um, You should definitely do Pan-African. Pan-African just ended, so we can't make Pan-African until next year. Right. Right, right. Next year, but it'll right. have, it'll have been out. So you want to be out be. before the twenty twenty election? I, oh, definitely. I want to be out okay. before the um, the Democratic National Convention in July. Oh, okay. Because this so this is a story about what uh, may happen if we don't do something. <laughs> this okay. is to scare up the scare up the action. Like voting, I don't even think is going to be enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is my you know when I was. Uh, clear that this per- current president was going to be president, people treated me with contempt. They treated me like I had two heads that I could ever think that this current president would be this current president. Oh. And so I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to even tell people what I think now. I'm going to just make a story about what I think. <laughs> 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, I know. When I woke up and he was president, I was just like, what? Oh. <laughs> I went to sleep because I knew that was what that was going to be. I, I, I went to sleep. And usually I'll stay up. But I was like, well, I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. You know, I'm pretty sure, you know, he won't be president. Oh, no. I, I was up. pretty sure he was going to be president. And then my little son, who's uh, nine now, he woke up. He was like, how can that be? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. He's like, but but Hillary Clinton's so much smarter than him. And I was like, I'm sorry, babe. That's how it went down. Well, you know, Scholastic <laughs> Books has been polling high school students for the last 50 years of elections about who they predict will win, mm-hmm. not who they would vote for. And uh, high school students have accurately predicted every president. They predicted Trump. They did. And I don't even say that name. I call him 45 because I don't want to contribute to the brand. Yes. <laughs> I hear you. I think that's his brand now, too. But, um, 45? Yeah. Let's call him Dump. Frump. <laughs> 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 <Okay. laughs> Stump. <laughs> Anyway. Well, there's no such thing as bad publicity, and I think that he is the master of publicity. I think he, he knows that whenever he, he says some things that we think of as stupid, he's going he's gonna to own the news cycle. And I think he works that, and I think we forget how much we are contributing to the brand. They say he is the most famous person since the history of fame. And America really? is the inventor of fame, and so I don't think there's anyone that can beat him. Wow. <clears throat> I hope that you're wrong. You know, I, I hope that you're wrong. And, and you know, I mean, <laughs> this whole um, impeachment process was really frustrating. Bread and circuses. And I, and I was like, so what was, what was the point of that? Bread and circuses. You know, I, so I, I, was, I was thinking, I hope it was to try and galvanize Democrats, but I don't really see a strategy for that. You know, and then the, the folks that are running, I'm like, enter when Bloomberg entered, my head started to just spin. I'm like, what is happening here? So, I, you know, I, I really hope that he won't win again. You know, I hope that people will at least come out and hope. vote. Because the thing is, well, you know, hope got, hope got Obama in. But, 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 I mean, the thing is, we have to come out and vote. You know, have we done that We're going to have to do more than vote. Okay, what do we need to do? I, you know what? I don't have an answer, mm-hmm. but my movie poses what's going to happen. Even if, if voting is all you do, mm-hmm. my movie says that's not enough. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't believe that there are enough people who are... Who are enough Democrats to actually overturn? Oh, I, I am absolutely sure that the majority of people in this com- country um, do not support the policies of our current president. Right. I am. Okay. I am one hundred percent certain of that. As am I. I just think that doesn't have any meaning anymore. Right. I think in the surveillance capitalism world, in this behavior modification world, in this hacking world, our vote does not have the value that, that they'll we, steal it one we way or another. We died for. We, you know, yeah. we died to vote 
and yes, it has a value, but we are, we are, as the technology giants say, they are nine times ahead of what we as regular people can do, you mm -hmm. know. <clears throat> That's depressing, Tanya. Thank you very much. <laughs> you see, you see why I decided to just make a movie and try to make it entertaining yeah. and scary. Because when I speak what I believe to be truth, you know, people don't want to hear it. But so, I, you know, just come see Red Pill instead, and you can at least laugh and be scared uh, while you hear my prediction for the future. So my next, my next Apollo event is May twenty first. Is it? Yeah. You don't have anything for May twenty first? Mm mm. And I have to have to like I, I submitted a film already, but we haven't finalized. Oh. So, so I'm supposed to have it done like now. When when and do I? Uh... We were talking about having mine be the fall though. Okay. Like September. Like okay. being the September. Fall. Well, that's good because so you're not ready yet anyway. So no, we, no, we'll no. talk about it. We're not ready later. yet. Um. Okay. So that it's coming right into the election, so people realize they got to do a whole heap a lot more. And 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 I feel like the thing about my particular film is that um. Black people and white people are going to experience it very differently. Mm -hmm. Like black people are going to be like, mm -hmm. they're going to know where it's going from the beginning. They're like, okay, let's watch this roll out. And white people are going to be like, what? Huh? 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 Surprise! Surprise! Yeah. Surprise! Like, like watching Get Out. That was so funny watching yeah. Get Out. Yeah, that was a comedy to me. From the minute she was smiling over the page trees, I was like, bitch is evil. <laughs> It was great satire. But, you know, we're yes. talking to the screen, we're laughing, and the white folks are like, exactly. Like, tight, tight. They're like, am I allowed to laugh? Am I allowed to emote? What's going on? What can I do? You know? Like, just yes. enjoy the movie. Yeah, that's, that's how my movie is going to be. It's going to be like, what's okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> good, 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 good. So, um... Talk to me about your mission and how, like, this is what I actually was thinking about. We know that black people are a viable audience um, that, you know, makeup, uh, entertainment. We made the, the Fox Network. We made the CW. They use us. They bring us in to build up their brand, to get their investors in, and then they dump us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, how can other people of color... Uh, capitalize on our community? Because that's really what I want to do. I made my movie for my community. How do we capitalize on our community? Because we are enough of an audience. We are. We are. I mean, my, I guess my vision is um, for Image Nation to develop a chain of art house cinemas that highlight our films, um, that highlight progressive films about even about world issues. You know, mm -hmm. I would show a Michael Moore film and a Tanya Pinkins mm -hmm. film, um, but to show films that that really validate the human experience and that um, that also uh, show black solidarity. That's mm. important to me as a Pan-Africanist and to create a vehicle where we can sustain our own films, where we can, we can support them through cinema, we can support them through an online vehicle where Netflix isn't the go-to for black films right now because that's what it is. Or Amazon. Yeah, yeah, or mm. Amazon, true, true. And I'm not mad at either one of them, but I think that um, we should be benefiting from our own vehicles and from our own content. So my vision is to, is to create a company that, that's able to do that. Um, you know, I'm in the midst right now of, of opening a cinema cafe, which is a, a really challenging effort. We'll see how I go and how I get easy, there. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Ain't so bravo to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so I'm learning as I go, you know. Um, um, you know, I'm learning how to raise more money. I, I need more. Folks, I need more money. <laughs> and so, you know. Well, let's talk about the raising more money. Let's yeah. talk about that. I mean, like, mm -hmm. I'm trying, I've tried to do that and well. And one of the things that I was told, and I don't know if it's true, and maybe you can talk about it for you. 
this was more of a psycho-spiritual thing about raising money. Mm-hmm. And it was that um, when you are asking, you have to ask from the place of having that you can't ask from a place of lack or limitation because the animal body of the other person experiences the animal body of you and they don't want to contribute to that energy of lack. But if you're asking from a place of like, I got it, we're going to do it, this is a wonderful thing, you want to jump on board, that that is an energetic spirit spirit that magnetizes more people to want to jump on board. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I totally agree. <clears throat> Nobody wants to jump on a sinking ship. That's just kind of <laughs> how that goes. That's, that's kind of how that goes. I totally agree with that. Um, but I also think... Um, you know, there are people who are visionaries and who are moved by the vision and the concept, and there are people who are numbers people. Mm. And I think we all, we, those two people need to get together if you have a large vision. I'm the visionary. That's who okay. I've always been. And I've realized that, uh, you know, even though I have the vision, maybe I wasn't asking for enough. Mm. Right? And that, that's, that's what I'm dealing with right yes. now. Like, like, I need more. And I need to ask for more. Oh, and yes. I need to position it so you want to give me more. Yes. And, you know... I think that if you're a person who came from like an activist background or a grassroots background, that's a hard place to grow to. And so I'm, I'm growing to there, yes. you know, because I've also realized that my vision is not to have a mom and pop spot on 7th Ave between 121st and 122nd. My vision is to have a chain of cinemas okay. and to have a, you know, a global comp- corporation. So this is going to be the Pan-African AMC and we're going to be all over uh, the continent of Africa because they don't have a lot of cinemas. Right. 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 So we're going to come up with that and it's going to be all over the all over the world. Yeah. More like the Pan-African Alamo Draft House. The Pan-African yeah. Alamo Dram House. And we'll be selling chitlins and bean pies. Maybe no chitlins. Because I love me some chitlins. <laughs> Do you love chitlins? Wait, okay. you're from Chicago, right? I'm from right? Chicago. Okay, okay, so you got to have up some south. soul food up, up in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we ain't going to have no But we are going to have some soul food up there. And, and, and you know, international soul food. The right. idea, because, you know, um, we just Roti. did... Yeah, right, right. We, we just did a Black History Month celebration, um, our, our screening at the Apollo, and we showed this film, Baco Sol, which is about um, Afrobeats music in Cuba. Mm. And, I'm, and, you know, one of the things I said was that I'm showing this, this Cuban film by some Puerto Rican brothers um, in Black History Month because Black history is global, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. for me, um, solidarity, building solidarity through, through entertainment, through food, through culture has always been important. And so that, that will be reflected in, 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 in my business. Do you know this? Uh, there's a, a director. He is Chinese uh, ancestral Balinese who, uh, his name is Ed Iskandar. And, you know, I love Ed Iskandar. And I believe he may have left the country to visit family and can't get back. But an award-winning artist who does theater as community. And so the way he creates theater events is sometimes they're like six-hour events and there's food mm. and they break and the, and the actors serve you. And then afterwards there's talk and cocktails. And he really does... Is, are you thinking about a film mm-hmm. as that kind of thing where we come and it's a whole experience. We watch a movie, we eat some food, we talk after we exactly. have some music, we dance, exactly. we talk. I love that. Exactly. <clears throat> I don't know about the dancing, but exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, just because of the logistics of showing films. Right, right, right. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that, and that's always been what we've done. Image Nation has always been a place where you can come see a film and you can then engage with the artist and talk about it and deconstruct what you saw and think about what it means to you. And maybe you'll meet some activists who are addressing the issues 
in the film, you can get involved. So it's always been about participating. Mm-hmm. You know, um, our series at at the Apollo is called Image Nations Cocktails and Cinema. Cocktails so, and Cinema. Yes. Okay. So you come there and you get a little cocktail. You get some munchies. You watch the. There's a DJ. This is all at the beginning. I'm sorry. Then you watch the film, and then there's a Q and A with the, with the directors and with with people from the film. So there's that opportunity to kind of engage on every level, and that that's what the experience will be in our physical spaces, and then we're connecting that to a digital component. Oh. Where, you know, if you're in South Africa and you can't, you know, and, and we've only got one venue up, we haven't built our venue in your city yet, uh, you can go online and see the Q&A and see what's happening in the Soul Cinema in New York City. And you can become a part of that global community of supporters. Now, I see that AMC is starting this um, uh, digital releasing of, of, of features. Do you envision that that might be what Image Nation does, where you start actually releasing films in, say, the African market? I mean, you know, where it, it's online. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> Yes, yeah. I do. I mean, I know I that do. there's a big piracy thing there, but I always feel like there's some people who can't afford your product, but they can be great word of mouth for you. And there's some people who only want what they can pay for, which is Parasite is proving to be true. It's doing well online and mm. it's still selling at the box office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think the, the digital space, you have to be in that space. And um, that's a place for me to grow to as well, because I started out in the physical community space, which is why I started my business there. I'm starting my business where I'm comfortable, but you have to grow into the digital space to monetize, but also to build audience and, and to continue to grow community, unless you want to limit it to where you at and I don't want to do that. And what about this piracy issue? Like I always feel like you can't worry about piracy. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like that that's an old issue. Mm. How so? Well, I, I think first of all, if you're streaming online, um, there's enough encryption where that's not as much a concern. Okay. Right. Um, and I feel like the industry has grown so fast and so far past those limitations that this is the new way that people are, are, are streaming and viewing film anyway. But, you know, I could be streaming it on my house and then I could put my little phone camera up and make a video. Well, then you're not my customer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, the person who wants to watch the third grade, you know, the, the copy of the copy of the copy and have someone's thumb in the, in the frame was never your customer anyway. But, you know, they might be your word of mouth. Those people who are watching that fourth grade version on their little tiny flip right. phone, they come well, talking about your movie. Exactly. That's, that's some, I, some advertisement. Exactly. That's why I think it's an old issue because it's like, it's it's negligible to worry about that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm you with know? you on that. Yeah. That those people are important. Yeah, well, they're important and they're also, they're not a problem. <laughs> so it's like, all right. Agreed. You know, there's always going to be the person who wants to, a, a higher quality experience. Right. And that's who you're catering to and the other folks, like you say, are helping to build buzz. Correct. Yeah. Agreed. 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 This is Tanya Pinkins, and that was part one of my scintillating conversation with Wikansi Kama of Image Nation. Come back for part two. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.